0: happy friday everybody it is friday january 7th 2022 this is the second half podcast i'm tom powell and if you're listening to this that means you made it through another week and margaritas are in order yeah 2022 fucking drink the shit out of those margaritas we lost betty white since last we spoke you fucking believe this shit? We've made it through the holidays. We made it through 2021. We finally are knocking on the fucking door of 2022. They take Betty fucking White from us. Whose they? I have no fucking clue who they are. Whoever the fuck they are, though, I owe them an ass whooping. Because they suck. Uh, Real quickly, as I always do um, at the beginning of these episodes For the people that have found me for the first time, the noobs A couple of notes for you guys First of all, this is an amateur podcast I do it in my home office It's not done in a professional studio You're going to hear some background noise You're going to hear my dogs bark You're going to hear me like this joint You're going to hear me break wind It's not meant to be this finished, polished, professional product It's meant to be like two people sitting on the deck Shooting the shit Uh, Secondly, if you don't know anything about me And you're finding me for the first time Chances are you don't know about my website So if you head over to oldhippymedia.com Oldhippymedia.com You're going to find anything you want to know about me Including links on where you can follow me On the various social media sites Uh, where I've been on other podcasts Interviews I've done My merch store Uh Links on where you can buy my first two books. My Patreon subscription service. If you like this podcast, I do bonus podcast episodes on a subscription service over on Patreon. Whatever it is the fuck you want to know about me. I don't know. It's 2022. This is the first episode after a two-week break. My fucking brain ain't working. Just go to oldhippymedia.com and look at all the shit I got. Um. Real quickly, let's do the football. Uh, for those of you that are following me for the very first time, I do football picks. Uh, when I do episodes, I've not done an episode in the last two weeks because of the holidays. I'm not even going to go back and look at what my fucking picks were two weeks ago. My my entire season's just been shot. The fucking shit. It's been horrendous. So we're just going to pick up right here. We're just going to make new picks for this week. Uh, I don't have a record for the last two weeks because, as I said, I didn't pick those games. So uh, let's just give you this week's winners. I think they're going to be the Chiefs, Eagles, Packers, Colts, Washington, Vikings, Titans, Steelers, Bengals, Rams, Bucks, Cardinals, Patriots, Saints, Bills, and Chargers. Quick note about Washington. Uh, they were doing, like, a teaser video. Uh, their new logo, their new mascot is going to be announced February 2nd, I believe, is the date. Everybody's been wondering what the new Washington logo and mascot is going to be, and they were doing, like, a teaser video where they were passing around what the final decision was in a rendering on a piece of paper, and the paper was blurred out and nobody could see it. But the people who were looking at the fucking paper had glass behind them and you could clearly see what was in the glass. And you could see that one of the three or four names that were on the finalist lists, Admirals was what was written on the paper, the Washington Admirals. So people quickly went to WashingtonAdmirals.com and oddly enough, don't you know that redirected them to the Washington uh, football team's official website Um. So that quickly got changed and got diverted to a Washington-area charity. So Washington spilled their own beans. The new Washington mascot, it appears, anyway, uh, that will be announced on February 2nd, will be the Washington Admirals. I don't know, I like the name. Seems alright to me, man. Let's not make a big fucking deal out of this. Let's let it happen. Let's just understand that it is going... It is what it is. It's it's the ad rolls now. We're moving on. Okay? All right. Football's done for this week. We'll see how fucking poorly I did with those picks next week. Now, let me start the meat of this first podcast episode of 2022 by telling you that as we get deeper into the primary season, because we are now into a midterm year as we get deeper into the primary season and obviously once we are into the general election season later this year i will be spotlighting candidates that i will be backing heading into this crucial midterm do me a favor get everybody you know to start listening to the podcast because i going to try and get as many of these names out as possible i will be making tiktok videos about these people as well But I'm going to be discussing on these podcasts, as we get deeper into these uh, election season, the, uh, the candidates in the various districts that I'm backing and how we need to be supporting them so that we don't lose the fucking house. All right? All right. Trying not to get too worked up here on the first episode back in 2022, so let's just ease back into this thing, all right? Let's make our first story. Of 2022. An embarrassing story for myself, right? Everybody likes to laugh at me, so let's go ahead and have a chuckle. Um, as I go through my For You page on TikTok, what happens is I find videos that I want to um, duet or stitch, and so I like them so that they're saved in my liked videos section. And I can go back to them and stitch and duet them as I as I please. I also find videos that I like to send to my wife. They might not be videos that I ever stitch or duet. Uh, they might just be between her and I. Whatever. Inevitably, as you're scrolling through your for you page. Uh, I would imagine when especially when you have a following the size that I've I've got now I can't fucking believe that I'm over 800,000 followers, it's fucking nuts. Um you're going to run into videos that are on your for you page that are of people that follow you but that you do not yet follow. And so What I do is from time to time I will come across the video of somebody And it'll say follows you And I'll go oh they follow me I'll at least give it a chance to take a look at What somebody who follows me is putting out there In terms of content If I like it I'll give it a like If I like it enough that I want to follow I'll hop over to their page Maybe give it a quick check Maybe give them a follow Ah there's some background noise Can you hear my vacuum going off My shark vacuum just docked God damn I love technology Anyway, that's not why you're here. Focus. Um, what happens when you come across somebody that follows you and you follow them back is over in your messages on TikTok, they move to the top of the list. Now you're newly connected with them. You want to send them a message. Do You want to send them a wave. Yada, yada, yada. You want to say hi to your new friend, your new contact. So they get moved to the top of the list. Now, I send and receive enough messages with my wife via TikTok that she's usually at the top of the list. So if I'm going to send her a video, I don't have to search for her too long. She's usually at the top of the list. Over the last two weeks... I was scrolling through my For You page and I came across a video of somebody who follows me, who I had not yet followed. A young woman. Early to mid 20s, maybe? Unless I'm way off. Doing social and political agenda uh, or, or content. Saw a video, liked it, followed her back. That does what, ladies and gentlemen? Pushes her to the top of the message board. Swipe again, swipe again, swipe again. I come across a video that I want to send my wife. Send. My wife was two on the message board. I just went over to the message board and hit the top name and sent it. So, as you can imagine, this video didn't go to my wife. It went to this new young lady that I had just started following, who had been following me for some time. Innocent enough. Unfortunately, this (laughs) 49-year-old, gray-haired, scar-faced dude sent this 20-something-year-old young lady who he just now started following within the last... Few minutes. A video of a woman lifting her shirt and using her breasts to make titty imprints in snow. Yeah. Yeah. You remember those commercials? Want to get away? Ding. Yeah. No fucking shit. I hit the follow button on a woman 30 years younger than I and minutes later send her a video of another woman pressing her bodacious tatas into a pile of snow. You know, you just don't get a second chance at a first impression. Huh. I was like, oh shit, yeah, fuck me, that wasn't supposed to be for you. Now, luckily, she goes, oh, it's okay. I found the video funny anyway. Okay, doesn't matter if you found the video funny anyway. That's still some creeper-ass shit. I thank you very much for saving me the embarrassment of uh, of, of having you have to come back to me going, uh, why the fuck are you sending me big old titty pictures? But we both know that was weird as fuck. Oh look, this old guy with a daughter almost my fucking age just sent me a video of a woman putting her tits in the snow. That's totally normal. So I'm not going to mention her name as to not bring any embarrassment to her. She did play it off rather well. Uh, thank you. I don't. I don't know what else to say. Uh, I don't even know how to fucking segue out of uh, that story, but I'm going to try to right here. Let's talk about tipping, ladies and gentlemen. I read an article this past week about someone who tipped a waitress with a $25 Amazon gift card and used the excuse that the holidays had just wiped them out financially. And it has sparked a conversation about whether or not an Amazon gift card is an acceptable tip. So I thought I'd just give my two cents. My initial knee-jerk reaction upon hearing it is, well, it's still money. It's still worth $25 worth of goods. And Amazon has a lot of fucking goods. But upon further reflection... I never made a video about it. I just kind of thought about it for a minute. While it is still monetarily of value, I can definitely understand service industry people not wanting to be tipped in a certain business's gift card because A, maybe they don't shop there, or B, more importantly, that doesn't pay the fucking bills. ish pays the bills and i i understand that an argument can be made that well they can get goods for the home they can get toilet paper they can get paper towels they can get all sorts of shit from amazon with that 25 and have it delivered right to their front door and you're technically correct but bills need to be paid First things first, you got to have a home to put that toilet paper and paper, uh, those paper towels in. And so, my kind of official position on this is, don't tip with a fucking gift card. Tip with cash. If you don't have the ability to give something in cash form as a tip, then don't eat out. Now chances are that person got that twenty-five dollar Amazon gift card as a Christmas present, so it really didn't even cost them any money. But even if even if they did buy the gift card and decide that was an appropriate way to tip, cash, cash. Amazon gift cards are not taken by the uh, electric company gas company don't give a fuck how many gift cards you got in your wallet the grocery store isn't giving you equal trade in value for an Amazon GC bills need to be paid and since we're on the subject and we're heading into a new year a lot of you guys out there make new year's resolutions it's not really my thing but if you're somebody that likes to make a new year's resolution here's a new year's resolution you can make tip your fucking people better man tip your people better. You're sitting down at a restaurant? Unless the waitress or waiter came over to the table, put their fucking dick in the soup and flipped the fucking table over while rubbing their tits on your fucking head, it's 20% minimum. That's where that conversation begins. 20%. These people are on their feet, they're busting their ass to serve you. is where that conversation begins. If you're in the holiday season, it gets bumped way the fuck up from there. Your pizza guy, even if he's bringing you a medium za and a six-pack of pop, that's a fiver minimum. Don't be the asshole that gives the pizza guy a buck or two. Fiver minimum. Minimum. Go into 2022 a new person. Tip better. We can all do better. And we should heading into the new year. Speaking of doing better. We got to discuss the Pope for a minute. Uh... Go ahead and do full disclosure here, I guess, uh, for those of you who are joining me for for the first time. I'm an atheist, and I am vehemently opposed to the Catholic Church specifically. Just so that you know exactly where I stand on all things Catholicism. Recently, the Pope said that not having children was selfish... And takes from us our humanity. He was discussing how basically, in layman's terms, it is our obligation, our duty, our responsibility to procreate in his eyes. So let's talk about this in a couple of different angles. First of all, if you're so fucking worried about the population numbers, why aren't priests and nuns getting married and procreating? Why is it you want everybody else to populate the earth, but you're not going to participate? You're taking a vow of celibacy, my guy. You're going to tell us how to procreate? Are you out of your fucking mind? How many kids you got? Are you and every priest and nun ever... Selfish for not having kids? Are you guys all selfish people who rob us of our humanity? With all due respect, Mr. Pope, if you want to have a very serious conversation about children, then your conversation begins and ends with the systematic rape of children by the Catholic Church over the course of generations. Not with you telling the general public how many fucking kids they should have. That is the only conversation about kids I'm interested in having with a member of the Catholic Church. This was a uh, very poorly thought out take on your part, my guy. And don't you think there are enough fucking people in the world? Does everybody really need to continuously procreate? Think about it for a minute. Think about the uh, rate... At which we consume natural resources currently. Think about the fact that we have to genetically modify some of our food in order to feed the masses. I think it's all right if a handful of people decide not to, especially if that's their decision. If somebody says, you know what, I've taken a look around and fuck that, I'm not bringing a kid into this, I can't blame them. My wife and I have the single worst timing ever. We had a child in May, not this year, 20 years ago, a nice spring baby, that September, The Twin Towers were hit, and we went to war for the next two decades. I can understand people looking around from time to time going, nah, I don't want to subject anybody else to this. So how about you just pipe down, Pope? And start worrying about the kids that are being abused that are already living instead of trying to create more kids Always sticking their fucking nose where it doesn't belong the Catholic Church. I swear to God Kick off the fucking brand new year by this fucking motherfucker telling us all to go out and have kids fuck you man All right, if I don't get off of that subject I'm going to wind up saying something that I'm going to really fucking regret. My blood pressure is going to go up. And you know what? I really don't want my blood pressure to go up. So let's switch over and let's discuss uh, gerrymandering of districts right here in my home state of Illinois. But Tom, you're a Democrat. Democrats redrew those maps. You surely don't think that those maps are gerrymandered. The fuck they're not. Yes. Democrats gerrymander districts every fucking bit as much as Republicans gerrymander districts, and boy, did they gerrymander the fuck out of the state of Illinois this time. Democrats went to town after the census here in Illinois, and believe it or not, I am 40 minutes away from the border of the city of Chicago, let alone... Actual South Side residents along the lake, yet we are now in the same congressional district. Do you know how many fucking people are between me and South Shore residents? Any clue? Hundreds of thousands of people between me and the, and the residents along the South Shore in the city of Chicago that I now share a district with. Why do you think that is? Do you think it is because they were looking to take this extraordinarily red, extraordinarily Trump town and wrap it into a district that maybe had some left-leaning, liberal-leaning people of color in it? I'm in the same fucking district of people that are an hour away from me. It made sense when I was in the rural district, when I was in Illinois' 16th congressional district, which the Democrats targeted in this redrawing because that was Adam Kinzinger's district. The, the district that we just did away with that I currently live in. It was all rural. It made sense that Rockford was part of our district. We were out here where it wasn't very uh, densely populated, but now you've included us in these long strips. It's, it's really weird. you got to go look at the Illinois uh, congressional map. It is beyond fucked up. Anyway, that's not the point of this conversation. The point of this conversation is it was challenged by the Republicans. And the judges upheld the redrawing of it. A panel of federal, federal judges, in fact, has upheld the redrawn maps after complaints were issued that the maps were drawn with racial prejudice in mind. In its opinion, the district court judges held that the plaintiffs did not show legislative district uh, districts dilute minority voting strength in violation of the VRA, the Voting Rights Act, because they, quote, failed to show by a preponderance of the evidence that white or majority block voting defeats minority candidates of choice, a necessary requirement for proving racial vote dilution. Regarding the racial gerrymandering claims, the panel held that race was not the predominant factor in drawing any state houses or Senate districts, even though it may have been one factor of many considered in drawing certain districts, and therefore the maps are not racially gerrymandered that violate the 14th Amendment, would have violated the 14th Amendment, I should say. The panel noted that, this is the interesting part, quote, the voluminous, voluminous, I don't know how to say that fucking word, evidence submitted by the parties overwhelmingly establishes that the Illinois mapmakers were motivated principally by partisan political considerations, not racial ones. And that's legal. Now some of you are sitting there going, what does that mean? Let me, let me boil this down to you. It means that when the Democrats redrew the map here in Illinois, they didn't draw the map according to this three-panel, uh, three-judge panel. They didn't draw the map with racial biases in mind. They drew it with political biases in mind. And that's perfectly legal. It's perfectly legal to gerrymander a state district map based on political biases in, t- in 2021 in America. Now, just so that everybody knows who the judges were, I wanted to make sure everybody knew who the three judges were so that they weren't like... Well, of course, liberal activist judges. The panel consisted of Judge Michael Brennan, a Trump appointee. Another judge... uh Fuck, what, I, I, what did I do with his name? Well, shit. Uh, three judges. I, I only have two names here. Judge Michael Brennan and Judge Robert Michael Dow. There was a third one in there. One's a Trump, a Trump appointee. One's an Obama appointee. And one was appointed by W, Bush Jr. Two Republican judges. One Democratic judge. Still. Jesus fucking Christ. And I understand that the panel is limited. They explain their limitations. They explain that their role in redistricting litigation is, quote, limited and does not extend to complaints about excessive partisanship in the drawing of legislative districts. They're looking out for the 14th Amendment. They're not looking at whether or not people have political partisanship in their mind when they redraw these maps. But, Fuck me. These maps have got to stop getting drawn like this by both parties. We've got to start letting independent bodies draw these maps. We got to stop letting the party that wins the state house draw these maps. It's it's just fucked up. And it's every bit as fucked up here in Illinois when the Democrats do it as it is down south when the Republicans do it to some other fucking district or what they've done in Texas. At the end of the day, there are large population centers here in the state of Illinois, Metro Chicago area being one of them, 8.2 million people. You're going to get tons of fucking representation out of there. But the rest of this fucking state is predominantly conservative and rural. And you got to break it up accordingly. Conservative rural voters have to have people in Congress that they know are there looking out for their interests. Just like the 8.2 million people in the Chicago metro area have to have people in Congress that they know are looking out for their interests. Once you start making sure that either one of those two parties don't have the kind of representation that they know that they should have in Congress, what it turns into is, we can't trust the fucking government, they're not there representing us, and then you got motherfuckers on the steps of the Capitol building breaking the fucking windows. (coughs) Which is what we're going to discuss right fucking now. we just recognized cuz celebrated isn't the right term the passing of the anniversary of January 6th 1 year before we get into the events of January 6th let's discuss what the January 6th committee is currently doing January 6th committees obtain uh, text messages from Sean Hannity that seems to indicate that he might have known what the fuck was going on days ahead of time. So they want him to come in and have a chat. Now, will Sean Hannity clam up? It's going to be interesting to see. We also now have first-hand, apparently, first-hand testimony saying that Mike McCarthy, Chief of Staff, and Ivanka Trump, daughter to the President, continuously went into the dining room The White House, where Trump was watching the events unfold live as if it was a reality TV show, to plead with him to call this off, and he refused to do so multiple times. What kind of a man sits there and watches that happen when he has the power to stop it? When he started it, when he lit the fuse. You want to know what kind of a man? You can sum it up perfectly in this one factoid. The kind of man that lights that fuse, that gets those people going in a certain direction, that agitates them to the point of of wanting to take over their own fucking government from within, sends them down the road on that fucking mission while saying to them, I will be right there with you. and then ducks back into his big mansion that all of those people pay for to safely watch it from behind militarized doors. That's the kind of man who sits there and watches that unfold and doesn't do anything about it, even though he has the power to do so. going to go on a little bit of a rambling screed right now and i'm going to say some things that are going to sound somewhat controversial so just stick with me through all of this i bet if i made a video saying all of these things for tiktok it would have millions of views stitched a hundred fucking thousand times and i'd have people arguing with me left and right but i'm going to give you my opinion now that we've gone one year <clears throat> January 6th, 2021, was nowhere near as deadly as many of the attacks on this nation prior to it. The two biggest ones that come to mind, Pearl Harbor, 9-11. But in a lot of ways, Jan six was far more dangerous because it was our own that did it. It wasn't some faraway enemy looking to wage war on us. It was our own people trying to topple us from within. It wasn't a foreign navy trying to get the upper hands on a middle on a, one of our military installations. It was people in this country so whipped into a cultish froth that they were willing to kill the vice president from their own party in order to ensure that they succeeded with their mission that day. And their mission that day was to end the American experiment. It's the kind of behavior we see out of third world countries that fall to shit every time there's an election. In some ways, January 6th was worse than those other attacks because while it didn't cause as much damage or take as many lives, what it did was it exposed us to the world. It exposed the fact that our true enemy is in our own backyard. And that's something we never wanted to admit. America has always been seen as, and we always like to portray ourselves as, a nation that, while we have deep differences always comes together when times get tough. And that simply is no longer the case. Is it a case for a majority of Americans? Yes, but there are enough Americans in this country now that would never dream of coming together with the other political side on anything because they want that other side dead or in camps and that's just a harsh new reality we live in the biggest threat to the to the United States continued freedom is the American Trump supporter Let me say that again because I mean every fucking word I just said. The biggest threat to the United States' continued freedom is the American Trump supporter. We're not even talking every Republican nor every conservative. It is specifically the American Trump supporter, the one that is continuing to support Trump through all of this post-Jan 6. Anyone who was at the Capitol building on January 6, 2021, is an enemy of this nation. And anyone who supports the actions of those who were at the Capitol building on January 6, 2021, are sympathizing with this nation's enemies. It is just that simple. There are still Republicans. That We can work with there are still conservatives we can work with there are libertarians we can work with there are Green Party members we can work with Trump supporters who are still Trump supporters post Jan 6. I'm sorry, there's no working with that. Even if you still support every other measure that Trump tried to enact. If you cannot detach yourself from Trumpism in the face of an attack on our nation's capital, then you are an enemy to this nation. You can fly your upside-down flags. You can fly your blacked-out flags. You can fly whatever fucked-up flag you want. You're an enemy of this nation pretending to be a patriot. You are an easily manipulated fool. And you're being taken for a ride by one of the single most successful con men in human history. And it's time you wake the fuck up. You don't have to like the election results. But this continued nonsense... ...that it was stolen from you... ...and you need to go fight for your freedoms... ...like this is 1776... ...bitch, sit the fuck down... ...this is over. We are going to continue to work with Republicans... ...and conservatives... ...that are willing to work across the aisle with us... ...and we have no more room for the hardcore Trump supporter anymore. We have a midterm going on here. And in Republican districts where a Democrat doesn't have a chance to win, we will be backing the moderate Republican full-throatedly. this for this facade is done nothing was stolen the legitimate election of joe biden is legal your guy lost this shit is over Having said all of that, welcome to 2022, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a very interesting year of conversations. We have one of the most crucial midterms in our life coming up this November. It is going to be, it's going to be a campaign season from hell. 2022 is going to be a long year. Not only do we have this crucial midterm election, we are going to feel some economic pain this year. We are going to have massive COVID spikes as we currently do. The Omicron variant is blazing a trail across this country right now. 2022 is not going to be an enjoyable year. Going, there will be enjoyable moments. We're going to have some fun through the whole damn thing to the best of our abilities. But 2022 is going to be a year that tests us. And with everything that's coming our way in the form of tests in 2022, the last fucking thing we need is to continue to have the chirping of these fucking Trumpers in our ears throughout 2022. Fuck you. That's it. It's over. It's over. It is over So welcome to a brand new year of the second half podcast We're gonna still be cranking out the same fucking attitude we had before A few more decibels added to that, given the fact that it's a midterm year. It's going to be a lot of yelling. There's going to be a lot of screaming. There are going to be some funny moments in there. Who knows? Maybe I'm going to send you a boob video too. That's all I got for you guys this week. Welcome back, everybody. Make sure you tune in next Friday for another episode. And until then, as always, stay grateful.